Hi, this is Paul Butler. I'm the Senior Pastor of New Heart Baptist Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We hope that this podcast will be a great blessing to you and encourage your life. Are you asked the Holy Spirit to change something about you? Because we're in, it's a process, isn't it? God transforms us day by day. Deeper. If deeper get there off and running, thank you for that. So this has been the genesis of this story has a number of ones. One was that you know you read Kings, you're reading Kings, and this king followed the ways of the Lord, and you know the rest of the script, don't you? It's going to end up okay. And then they say this in the first stanza, don't they, of the chapter? This king did not follow the ways; he followed the past of of the previous and sinned against the Lord and. Here you go. Here we go again. Here we go again. This one's not going to be, end up well for that king. It's not going to end up well for Judah or Israel, whoever the appropriate was. What? Who's with me with that when you read Kings? Do you do that and say, oh, press repeat? Press repeat? And the other one was I was searching Richard Fay. If someone can recall, ex-senior pastor here. He does this 30 men shed thing, 30 seconds grab, and he had this metaphor of a river. How's your, you know, and, and flowing and, how, and, and connected with our, our doing and our thinking. As uh, Richard does, and that's his area of field expertise. So that's where it came from, and it builds upon Dave's work. Dave, when he talked to, remember Dave had, Walton had the chains? What's, what have we been caught up in? His particular area is about forgiveness and other things. What's your chains binding you? And then Pastor Paul came and talked about the farmer. Not only is Jesus, uh, God the sower, but he's the farmer, not just spreading seed, he's actually doing stuff with the soil. I really think something cut out to me was when he said if you're, I'm, a sheep, I'm a sheep farmer and wheat farmer. Do you remember that story about the path? Who's with me? And so the sheep farmer says we've got to go fast straight through the middle of the field because that's what it is. But the wheat farmer says I can't plant, I can't plough. So what does the wheat farmer do? Rips up the road. And he uses the word scarifile. I, I pretend to know what that means. But I reckon it's ripping up the road. And he says that's fun isn't it? Said Pastor Paul. How's your river flow? How's your river flow? That's the question. But I want you to come that you'll make a change. There'll be one or two changes you'll make out of this. That's my heart for this. How's your river flow? Someone tell me something about Captain Obvious about that photo and someone tell me something a little bit more interesting about that. Doesn't go on straight line? Yeah, life's a bit like that sometimes, isn't it? It's designed that way. Yeah, what have we got, George? Well, what, which part are you looking at? Oh, okay, so that's, that determines the flow. An obstacle, okay, so, yep, got it. Least path of resistance. It does, doesn't it? Water does that. It flows, it will always flow somewhere, and it'll take a certain path. Uh, point I make is... It, did it always flow that way, that river? It does, doesn't it? Can you see the old path? Rivers are like that. They change direction. The environment changes. The obstacles change. The pattern change, and you get new parts. That's today's river. And if you went back 100 years later, or five years, a flood or something, something's going to change a bit, that flow of the river. It's going to be different next time around. So... I've got three stories for us. Roller coaster. Okay, can you identify people, or maybe even yourself, in these stories? 
I can. I thought it had each one at a time in my, my progression. Here we go. So I have a friend, success, failure, success. He's always on, he's always on, and he's doing this, and he's making a lot of money, and it's going really well, and bang. What happened? Ah, well, this fell over. That fell over, and he's down here. And the next time, it's up here. He's telling me the story, and his relationships are like that too. Now, as a person I know well, he's past 60s, he's, he's been divorced and he's not in a stable relationship and his finances have gone up and down like his life has. Press repeat. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Have you met people a bit like that? Sorry, it's not clicking one at a time. A person's raving about a new job and colleagues and that lasts for about anywhere between 6 and 18 months and then everything goes, they're, they're terrible to work with, these people. They're asking me to do things that's unreasonable, blah, 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 blah. And they press repeat. They resign. I'm resigning. You know, recognize people like this? And of course, you go to an interview now, and they've been in the last five years, you've had six jobs. Who's going to employ you? Press repeat. Um, smooth sailing, get a setback. Their well being goes down. Yes, of course, it's some part, you get a setback. Um, they get prayer and support, as they should, and it goes up again. But next year, same thing happens. And the year after, the same things happen. Press repeat. I recognise people like that. I've got sometimes, I've, I can see myself in some of that. Do you see yourself in some of that? Is that how God wanted it to be? Is that how God wants your river to flow? Up and down, up and down, and up and down. So the message today is to say, let's make some change. That's not God's heart. When we look at John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to rob, steal and destroy, but I came that you might have life in abundance. It's not up and down roller coaster. You know, sometimes we get so used to it, we think that's how it is. That's who I am. And some people actually like being in that cycle of up and down. I want to challenge that thinking. Because I think we've all got a poor problem. If you identify where the problem was, was the problem in the circumstance? Was the problem the job? Was the problem about the issue? What's the problem? We've got a poor problem. We've got a poor problem, haven't we? I do what I should not be doing. And I... Keep doing it. Yes, Paul identified sin in it about this and there's this attachment to that. And I hate what I do. Now, if Paul's got a problem, I've got a problem, don't you think? I don't think I can put my laid when I've got my crowns, thanks for, for that. I'm, well, Paul's going to put his crowns before God and I'm going to put mine and I go, well, I think you did a bit better than me. But God's not going to, it's not going to be part of God's economy anyway. It's not about that. We've got a poor problem. How does your river flow? What directions does it take? And it's going to join a couple of things that I, of me that I love. One of my passions is science. I love science. Okay, I teach science, have my whole life. And I love, people see, I love to grow people. That's why I'm in the teaching business, the education business. So I've got some thinking. How is this the case, and the case for Paul, that we have the mind of Christ but where he seems to think he's on a roller coaster. How is it? Now, these 
two of those three stories were Christians. One wasn't. Well, if a person of the Spirit makes judgments about all things, and not just human judgments, and of course, but we have the mind of Christ. So what's Paul getting at here? Should we be, when we assess what's going on in our life, should it be different if we have the mind of Christ? Answer is yes, isn't it? But why is our life going up and down like this when the, the desire of Christ is to go an abundant, thriving life and a purposeful life? What's going on here? We're, why are we going up and down? Why are we pressing repeat to some of these things? Well, I'm going to throw some neuroscience in. We've all got these calls, these neuroscience pathways. Who's, who's heard this sort of stuff before? If I said neuroplasticity, who's got me? Who knows what I'm talking about? It says our minds and our pathways and our brain, we are plasticized, so we can actually shape. And with young children, it's really malleable, and they get these early patterns, and, and they grow and they change, and it, we still have it when we get older and get some grey hair. It's how we think. However, we've got some default pathways. I could use the word ruts. I could use the word ruts here. The most frequently neural pathways become out of fault patterns of doing. When something happens, we go bang, straight down a way of thinking. That river flows this way, straight here. It's, and it's a product of who our family and friends, it's a product of our culture. That's why cultures think differently, don't you? I work with a, a Brazilian. Goodness me, it's all like this. You know, it's great. Oh, I get on like a house on fire. But they just think differently, don't they? And what about the Germans? Anyone got Germanic heritage here? Well, it's pretty hard to raise the hands, isn't it? <laughs> you know, but the, all the Latin Americans, they're on. Okay. It's because it's part of our culture. This is how we've been programmed. This is what it is. Uh, but the bigger one is our experiences. And something happened that success or failure, do that. That shapes what we do. Whether we've got fear, okay? Our hurts, unfortunately, shape us more than our wins. They do, absolutely. And that's when sometimes it goes bang. Our default is, ooh, and you just close down. Your habits. Have you got a habit, and this is how you do it? Um, conditional formatting. The Excel spreadsheet for people, they're, they're loving this now. It changed my life. And people say, what is he talking about? Well, you can actually get a cell and you can make it go coloured, you can change it, you, can put, oh, you just put, and it goes zoom, the whole thing. And now I look at a chart and I've got colours and I can see the reds and the, the, the red flags and the green ones to go. And oh, who's this? Let's do a test. Who is a Control-C, Control-V person? And who is a right mouse click, paste, a cut, <laughs> copy, <coughs> right mouse click, paste? <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, I used to do this all the time. And I said, and then so I said, why don't you do this, this? Changed my world. It did. Like, boom, 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 boom. It really did. Because I was in a default position 
of just doing it the old way. And it wasn't the best way. And then they get some gurus, pivot tables, they can't handle that yet, but anyway. <laughs> but that's, sorry, that's for the IT people on, online. And welcome those people online. But God is in the transforming business. Here's the link. This is a pivot point. I didn't even know that segue, but it was there. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. By of your mind. I love going to churches where you don't just discount the mind. It's the mind, the redeemed mind, is a powerful tool. Let's not discount. And for those, some people, they struggle, of the person whose God's created a really powerful mind, when we discount that. Paul had a powerful mind. And you'll be able to test and approve God's will, his please, good, pleasing and perfect will. So let's go back to the river. How's it flowing? Let's go back to the default neuropathways. Who's got those? If we've got the mind of Christ, our defaults should not be just based on that. It should be based on God. But where are we? If we're doing this in our life, is some of it because we're choosing our defaults rather than the renewed mind. So I want to have an opportunity of ministry because Dave talked about change. That belongs on some of this stuff. Oop, wrong way. That stuff. We could break some of those things that are, hurts. Some of our cultural, our upbringing, our families and our friend, your habits. Because you think first before you do, don't you? So if you want to change what you do, you've got to change where you think. And here's a parallel metaphor, isn't it? Don't you think? The narrow road or the highway road of the world? Don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed with the renewing of your mind. Think different. Think the narrow path. Think the Jesus way on how we do things. A couple of stories. I'm sorry it's not clicking one at a time, each point. I used to have some teachers, we get to know them. I was head of secondary school at Christian College and uh, I used to get to know them, what I call the rough nuts. I loved them. I really do. They, you come in, you get to know them, what have you done? Oh, yeah, I sort of said this, I did that. You shouldn't have. No, I shouldn't have. And uh, they talk about it and I said, a couple of them I said, well, actually, what I'm going to get you to do is to retrain your teacher because she said, oh, Mrs Smith, she hates me. She hates me. I said, right, okay, let's, you want to go on a retrain? You think you could retrain her? What do you mean? Yeah, let's see if we can... Re I'm going to, you've got to stick with this for two to three weeks, right? And you've got to do a shock and awe. Like you, she thinks, who is this person? It's not the same child. And she do things like that. They're listed there. You know, before they walked in, I'm looking forward to today's lesson. Can't wait. This is so exciting. I love this subject. Yeah, what are you doing? Who's a teacher here can get this? Like, well, your child comes up with something like that. You're, What's going on here? S sit in the front row. Be attentive, be interested, give a good question. Ask, can you help me with my homework because I really want to do well. And, it, and this is the person who's getting kicked out of the class all the time. And a couple of times, you know, it really worked. It's, oh, such and such. And you end up, they get on like a house on fire with Mrs. Smith. Who changed? Yeah, I conned him or her. And I said, it works. 
You're changing what you do. And it makes a difference. You're retraining how you think about this situation. In fact, yeah, she, he or she retrained the teacher too. Do that. Cognitive behaviour therapy, you hear it around the place. What Peter Collins' take is, is do something, fake it until you make it. Go in a room like this. Or you go in a room like this. I don't get there. I'm not there today, but I'm going to put that face on. And your behaviour starts to tick to your mind. Get in line. Now, this goes the other way too. You get your thoughts in right, and then your behaviour, your whole demeanour will change. What you do and think. It's about renewing your mind. Now, just because it's psychology doesn't mean it's got God in it. It's not God. But there's some wisdom in that. God reveals his wisdom and knowledge across his whole creation. He doesn't say only the Christians get to know. He reigns on the whole earth. Had a bit of that recently. The other one is, uh, I was, for those who may not know, I was involved in politics for 10 years, and uh, 15 years, and, and, and 10, nearly 10 years elected. And so one of the first things I did was I got to know what's going on. I still do get the paper delivered every day. And uh, I would read it. And I'd get other papers that know what's going on. Because you don't want to be in a conversation and, and know what, not what's going on. And it's really a bad... So I always found out what's going on every day. Watch the news, did those sort of things. We had to this part, part, of the, part of the gig. But I'm out of politics and now I'm at a Christian school. And I still had that. I got the paper every day. I did that every day. And then Lent... Uh, Pastor Jim, for those who might know in Calvary, uh, came and challenged. He said, Lent is normally about stopping doing things. This time, let's reframe that. Let's say, let's do something. Let's put a positive into Lent. And he said, well, what do you do first thing in your day? And I said, I read the newspaper. Do not conform the patterns of this world, but be transformed with the renewal of your mind. So I said, okay, I'm going to read the Bible first thing I do. And then I'll read the newspaper. And that's my habit now, 15 years later. I still do that. Bible first. I want to get God in my thinking so my river flows his way and I'm not conforming to whatever's the cycle of the news or what's going on in the world. What is God saying to me today? So I changed my habit. And it took a while because it's, oh, whatever. no. And now, if I go to the newspaper for, ooh, no, no, I don't feel right. I've retrained. My, my neural pathway has changed, but my God pathway has changed. I've been renewed. So maybe there's something. What's that mean? That's me. Those two stories. The student. Maybe not the student. It could be any context, couldn't it? Who's been changed? Is there something you need to do differently and change something today, next week, and so on? And they say it takes 14 times or something before it locks in, before the pathway. Because you've got a neural default, but neuroplasticity says it will change. But it will only change if you start going down a new path. So you've got to go success, failure, success, that's it. Don't press, you've got to get rid of the repeat. You've got to do it differently. You rave about your job and you end up long lived of unemployment. You have to change. Get support and prayer, yet you'll get a settled life. 
don't go to default. You need a new neural pathway, what's happening up here, but God's in that business, isn't he? That's how he does it. That's the mechanics of it. It's the God doing it. You do your bit, and God does his bit. So part of the renewal process, I think, is to actually stop and take an audit of your life. What's the chains hanging around? What's the pathway going through the middle of your field that you've always gone, which is not going to produce a harvest and it's not going to get the sowing that you need? What are they? And when I'm saying this, some of you go, good, that's conviction of the Holy Spirit. Not a bad thing, good thing. Because God wants to do something with it. So acknowledge. I'm Peter, I'm a sinner, I'm a wrong thinker and I'm a wrongdoer. I've got a poor problem. Sorry, it didn't flick. Because the next thing is, I don't know about you, I said to my Dean of Education, well, I want to step down from my position on this date and this I'm going to be planning, I'm going to do that. And someone said, what are you going to do next for you? I said, I think I might go part-time on this date. But once I said it, it meant something. Yeah. Ever been that? Yeah. You say it out loud, you don't want to say it out loud, because I say it out loud, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. There's something in Scripture, I'm not going to go super spiro on it, but if you speak something, it has a life. So not only just acknowledge it, that's lovely. Do something. Speak to someone. That's why I think the power of being having an accountability person, another Christian person doing your walk. And it can be your spouse, but I'm saying make it someone else as well. Home group. Not a bad idea. In the next slide. Okay, so... But you need to put God in that picture too. I thought I had that on there. You do your part and God will do his part. And we need to pray that, that, that there's a spiritual renewal going on, not just I'm trying to do this on my own. Because I've got a poor problem. And we need God to fix those sort of problems in our life. So if you want some changes, if you look at what is it the thing that's holding me back? What is it that's not doing the John 10, 10 abundant life? What is it that the Satan is saying he's coming and destroying this part of a life? What is it my thinking that I've always done it this way and it's always happened this way and I want to make a change? Acknowledge, identify, pray for release. Now, it won't be a linear journey, I'd suggest. But we make a first step today. Sneaky, if you know those, that's my favourite verse, Romans 12, 2. What's Romans 12, 1 say? That's why 12.2 works. Because you sacrifice and you lay it down. And God is in the transforming business, but he wants to be the king. And we like to control things, don't we? You met people who like to control things? Who's in charge? we've got to release that. I heard someone say, they said, take your hands off the wheel of the car. I said, no, nah, don't, don't go with that. 
I don't think it's that at all. God, put your hands on the wheel. God, be my Siri. Be my Google. Tell me which way to go. Okay? So he partners, but we give him permission to be in charge. And like the Lent story, because this is a really interesting verse. Have you ever wondered about this verse in Luke? You all can read, I won't read it for you in total. You're worse than you were beginning. They've acknowledged you've identified and you got rid of it. Great. I don't know about you, but my temptation, if I'm doing nothing, temptation comes. If it's swept clean and nothing else has replaced it, there's a real danger. Replace it with God and replace it with good. Change that habit. I speak to young people all the time, if they're failing and it's a male... When I talk at university, I say, how's your gaming going? Well, okay, I'll stop gaming. Okay, what have you replaced it with? We've got to replace it with good. Now, the spirits will go out, we'll get cleaned up, but we've got to now put God in. We've got to put thoughts and habits and good godness and his holiness in. So, this will get a few of you going. This is an illustrative example. It could be something else. Get off Facebook. And I worry about some people who are spending more time on, I call them American political prophets, on YouTube. Spending more time listening to them making really big decisions in their life based on what I call the shock jocks of radio is now the shock jocks of the internet. Some of you going, ooh, wait a minute. Yep. Stop doing dodgy, watching dodgy stuff, whether it's on TV or on the internet or whatever. We need to clean ourselves up. We've got to deal with this. So let's do that. Now, that's an illustrative. It could be other parts of your life. But I just see IT, the pervasiveness of IT, has changed what we do and how we think and, and act. I see it in my sphere. Perhaps you see it in your sphere. And replace it by leaning into God. And look, it's simple. Pray, read your Bible, get in a home group. The pastor's been saying this on repeat, haven't they? All the time. The pastors want you to read your Bible, and they did a survey about how many people actually are reading their Bible. I read it in the paper the other day. Not good, not good. We need to get that habit. This is not a condemnation. It's to say, that's what we need to do, and we know this. And so let's start breaking our thinking and doing. Let's get a different flow in our river. Let's change our default of what we think and do and do some of God's stuff because we've got to get God in here and this is not rocket science, it's just basic, let's do. And I like the one, be still and listen. If we want God to speak to us, we've got to have parts in our life which we are listening so not only when we pray and when we read the Bible, you ask God, what are you showing you through this? And spend time to listen. Because I found that's totally liberating. 
Because I'm praying like I think I should be praying. I'm doing this, but... Okay, Lord, what? what's your take on this? That's the renewing of your mind. That's letting the Holy Spirit do some action for you. And surround yourself with God voices and God people. You know, let's you know, quantify how much time we're not. I'm not saying we shouldn't be with non-Christians. No, that's not the story. Don't take that away. But we've got to make sure we're with God people. And the three-chord sort of stuff, you might say you get a three chords around you. It's strong. And that one here, 2 Corinthians 10. Who wants to read it out loud for me, please? Get your Bible apps. Someone can read it out. I want you to proclaim this, please. So I want someone to jump up and proclaim this. No one? Quick, yeah, who is it? No, that wasn't a hand. That was a leg of a child being thrown in the air. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dad right there. Come on, who's going to stand up and shout it? Dave? Someone? No, got it. Yeah, great. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. My version says, take thought, every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So when you're on a cycle of your roller coaster, you go, stop. I'm, ta- uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm locking this away like a virus on a computer. Bang, gone, delete. I'm making it obedient to Christ. This is who I am in Christ. This is what I am in Christ. This is what Christ desires and purpose for my life. That doesn't belong. I'm not going to think that way. I'm stopping and saying it's enough. But some of it, we just love the ride. Stop. Take it captive. All that. And it's a powerful but a simple thing. We rebuke it. How about you? I say, no. Lord, I rebuke that. Bang. I want to say, think your way. Start a good habit. Mind, body and spirit. That means mountain biking. That's why I've got the mountain biking on the photo. I'm a mountain biking. You know, we do hard riding. We don't just go on the pavement and just pedal. That's bloke language for I love you. Okay. <laughs> Is this hard stuff? It's hard, but let's be intentional. It's not complicated. It's not doctrinally complicated. Let's close our eyes. And let the Holy Spirit to do some work. What is the recurring thought or way of thinking or habit, Holy Spirit, speak to us now that is not of your way? Help us, Lord, to offer that and lay it before you. And when a sacrifice is done, it is killed and burnt what are we going to do today thank you Holy Spirit for speaking to us 
Okay, we're going to finish by standing and I'm going to ask you to, uh, we're just going to pray over the rest of that and get you to put your hands out. Metaphorically, I want you to say that. And after here, we're going to have ministry time. I want to start a new habit for God. I want to change my way of thinking. I want prayer. I'm going to put it and I'm going to do my part. I'm going to step forward in this and God is going to do his part. God is faithful. He does. He does. He's going to break a few chains in people's lives. He's going to get a road, a pathway of thinking and he's going to scarify it. Are you want that? And I want my life not to be a roller coaster. I want my night renewed. Now, I'm not saying that's the only thing that will happen out of this. Yes, you, I'm not discounting medical and psychological support here. But God's got some business to do today. And he's given me a number of people. So let's stand. I don't know if we can do some music things. Thanks, Chris. Um, sorry, I don't want to discount your contribution there, but... Whatever you think is appropriate. And I want you to lay your hands out and say, Lord, I'm offering this in verse 1, Romans 12, 1. I'm offering this as a living sacrifice. I'm laying things down. I'm laying some of my thought and how my river, and I want it changed. And I want it changed so that I can be renewed. My mind can be transformed and renewed. And then I'll know how to do this. Your will, your perfect, pleasing and perfect will for my life. Now, that could be a life in finances, about your finances. It could be life in terms of your employment. It could be with family and relationships. And great that Harriet mentioned about reconciliation. A breakthrough is there. So let's pray. Music, you can do something, yeah. So, Lord Father, we just put our hands before you. And what, what you've touched on us and our, our thinking and our doing, we just put those before you. And the things that have been identified through this today through the service I put that down to be sacrificed before you and be offered and gone away with and Lord I ask that for everyone who's done that Lord Father that now you would put thoughts into their minds about new ways of thinking new ways of doing that a new habit a great habit comes into being and comes into life. And I want to speak that blessing and that change over that so that our river flows your way and that your full purpose for us will be made apparent. So Lord, we give you thanks.